Good afternoon and another Monday on 91 Through the Blaze and Win by Two with Spencer Porter and Hank Bichelle. Well, another great week of football. The college football playoff has been set and, well, only four teams were able to get in, but we'll save that for later and start with the king of all leagues, the NFL. The number one teams of both conferences lost. Sunday night, the Packers beat the Chiefs in Lambeau and before that... The 49ers played amazing, played healthy, and took care of the Philadelphia Eagles, even with Drake Greenlaw getting ejected uh, during the game uh, with a rare scuffle with the head of security with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, But, man, the 49ers look good. For the moment, though, the Eagles still in first place in the NFC, uh, but now the Chiefs have dropped to fourth place. Uh, the Dolphins, for the moment, in first place in the AFC. We'll have to see how it works with the Jaguars as they play tonight. Uh, so their 12th game will be played in a few hours against the Bengals, which is just sad with injuries. It's not going to be as exciting as a matchup, but anything could still happen. Uh, just don't get to see Joe Burrow uh, this time around. But if the Dolphins... Uh, want to make the Super Bowl run, they got to have this one seed is kind of what we discussed. Uh, they got to be able to play every game uh, in Florida because they just don't travel as well with the cold. Uh, they almost beat the Bills last year in that cold playoff game, but it could not pull it out. And the Super Bowl, if we're not uh, remembering correctly, is in Las Vegas. So uh, the Dolphins, if they hold on to first place, can have beautiful weather the rest of the way for their playoffs which is uh, what they need to do but they've been healthy and the healthy teams have been prevailing right now the Eagles a little banged up the Chiefs had a lot of injuries throughout that Sunday night game and some teams are just clicking but the big storyline is the Eagles versus the Cowboys this coming week and if the Eagles cruise uh, they should be fine but if they lose to the Cowboys then the NFC will likely have anywhere from three to f- two to three to four teams with three losses, and that would give the 49ers the head-to-head, head-to-head over the Eagles and over the Cowboys. It could create a lot of drama. What do you think, though? Welcome in, Hank, on this episode. Do you think, uh, I mean, they're in, they're in Jerry World. The Cowboys, I think, have won 14 straight. Uh, they've won back-to-back Thursday games, so they have a few extra days, and then they play the Eagles in Texas. On Sunday, who are you going for in that game? For sure, the Cowboys. I uh, They split every year. And like you said, Jerry World's a tough place to play in right now. Um, I think they have the momentum too. And like you said, the Eagles are kind of banged up. I know Jalen Hurts has been playing with some injuries. But, I mean, they're still a good team. But uh, just every year, year in, year out, it's one and one and I think that continues this year for sure. But that opens up for the Cowboys to end up with the one seed. Yeah, it could help the Cowboys, uh, help the the 49ers. Uh, but San Fran, when, when they've been healthy, they've looked way good. Um, and Detroit, Detroit's weird because they played bad against the Packers. They were up 21 to nothing halfway through the first quarter. And then it looked like the Saints might win that game as they chipped away. Uh, but the Lions ended up prevailing, I think, uh, 33-28, winning that one. Mm-hmm. So it will sure be interesting. Uh, 
more more time to panic. I think if you're you know for the the Chief Kingdom uh, rather than the Eagles uh, Kingdom, but. It, I mean, it will be really interesting if Philadelphia drops two straight, uh, playing two great teams in San Francisco mm-hmm. and and Dallas. Yeah, tough tough stretch for Philly. I think it's good for them to get a loss like this right now. They were they were ten and one. Yeah, so now they're ten and two, and uh, it's just it's good to get a loss like this just to bring you back down to earth. I think Philly's going to be fine, even though I do think they're going to lose this week. I still think they'll win the NFC West or. East, and the secondary is getting exposed a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. Eagles defense is ranked overall twenty fourth in the league, uh, so not the same uh, talent as last year, and that that's shown. Uh, as well as the Chiefs defense, uh, Jordan Love is just slinging the ball lately, and getting Christian Watson involved. Romeo Dobbs even craft the tight end. Uh, they're a super young core. Uh, a lot of guys, you know, Jordan Love's age. I imagine that locker room, I mean, after two straight wins, obviously, but overall is uh, very close-knit, the youngest team in the NFL in Green Bay. And uh, the craziest stat I saw, that they're 16-0 since 2019 in the month of December. So that's four Decembers. Going on four Decembers, they haven't lost, uh, which, which is a weird stat. But playing in Lambeau when it gets a little cold uh, matters and uh, – LaFleur usually uh, figures it out, takes him a bit of time, but I just, how mind-boggling if the Packers can find another generational QB once again. Three for three. I mean, it, that would just be insane, but it can happen. Uh, previewing Thursday night in a couple of days, in a few days, will be the Steelers versus the Patriots, and wow. Uh, we will have two great coaches on the sidelines, and... Sadly, the backups won't be on the sideline. It will be a, a backup QB showdown. Um, so tune into that game. See a lot of punts, a lot of punting. Maybe a couple field goals. Yeah. Uh, the Patriots, uh, yes, my team, but the defense has allowed 26 points in the last three games combined, and the Patriots are 0-3 in those last three games. So uh, kind of a shocking stat, but... Bill Belichick is good at what he sets his mind to, and this year it's tanking. Uh, right, right now the Patriots locked up the number two spot because the Cardinals won yesterday against the Steelers. Uh, but uh, talking about the draft, I mean that's just pathetic. We'll talk about more important things. Uh, but Hank, do you think the Dolphins finish the season as the one seed in the AFC, and do you think the Eagles can finish the season and will be the one seed in the NFC? I think. Um... In the NFC, I think the Niners are going to take the one. Uh, I don't think their schedule's too hard, if I'm not mistaken, down the stretch. I think they're going to take care of business. As, as long as there's no big injury, um, if they don't bite the injury bug, I think they're going to be fine. Uh, so I, I think the Eagles will take number two. And then uh, AFC side, I don't know. You never know with the Dolphins because, I mean, they look great against the Commanders. I mean, Tyreek Hill, in uh, our opinion, should be in the MVP talks. And so, I like, you never know with them because then they come out the next week and, like, two is looking different. He's throwing not as good balls. So, but, yeah, I don't – I'm never going to not bet against the Chiefs. So, I still think the Chiefs are going to turn it around. But they looked rough. And uh, Mahomes doesn't look the same. 
Yeah, the, the Chiefs have been odd. Uh, some things aren't working, and they couldn't even finish that. I mean, they weren't going to run the ball, but they couldn't even finish the drive with Isaiah Pacheco because he got ejected uh, for throwing a left hook uh, on the play to Rasheed Rice where the officials let it play out, but he, he definitely was down before he fumbled. Uh, but Isaiah Pacheco uh, got ejected uh, in that game. Didn't really matter. Uh, a missed P.I. call. Uh, did not help out the Chiefs in their comeback efforts. Uh, but a few plays before, uh, Mahomes was scrambling and got got hit before he went out of bounds, and they did call a late hit, which was a bogus penalty. So both teams can argue uh, bogus situations, but uh, the missed call in the Chiefs' uh, side of things uh, was a, a bigger, bigger yard disadvantage. That would have been a huge P.I. penalty. I think it would have been for 30 plus yards uh but hey that's a win for for the cheese heads and we're here for it but plenty of time for kansas city to make some things happen and i, they, I mean they still got the raiders on their schedule uh and we'll finish out the season uh playing the patriots raiders Bengals, chargers which doesn't look uh too difficult tough game remaining for the chiefs will be against the bills uh the, I mean, the Bills are 500, but have that mindset that they have to go undefeated uh, to have a chance to make the playoffs. And the only tough matchup left for San Francisco will be against Baltimore on Christmas night. Uh, so that will be be something special and interesting to see. And the 49ers deserve all the hype. They When they are healthy, they are fabulous. They punked the Cowboys and... I mean, they blew out the Eagles one by three possessions, and it just was not close. Uh, the last, you know, twenty minutes, even the second half of that game, we've seen some things surface though, as Brock Purdy being the favorite for MVP, depending on where you look, and at least, uh, at least for me, I just, I think that that's bogus. Uh, people, some people think of MVP that means best player. Some people go, no, the most valuable player is he the most valuable if he's on his team or taken away. I I just argue Brock Purdy is the fifth best player on his team. Trent Williams is the best left tackle in the league, and from a, a rating scale, might be the best player on the Niners roster. Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel are excellent. McCaffrey's the only running back. The only human being in the world with a thousand yards rushing in the NFL right now in this season, Debo Samuel, it is amazing. I I think it's like that, just that video game superpower, uh, where the first person that touches him is physically unable to make the first tackle. It's like it's not allowed. He just bounces off the first uh, arm or helmet or shoulder that touches him. It's amazing. And on the other side of the football, Dre Greenlaw's great. Uh, good, maybe not great, as he's getting a little bit older and got ejected. But uh, Fred Warner is fantastic, and I would say the best linebacker in the league right now, competing with T.J. Watt uh, in that case. So Brock Purdy's not even the best player on his team. Therefore, he should not even have a chance to be MVP. Yes, his stats look great. Uh, but like we've mentioned, Tyree Kill has been amazing. Uh, you know, his uh, his road to 2,000 yards goes something like, oh, well, Tyreek needs to get 115 yards you know, around that number uh, for every game until the season finishes up. But then he plays yesterday, 
and has two touchdowns and more than 115 yards. So then now his average is you know something like oh he only needs 105 yards the rest of the way out. He just keeps outperforming uh, what he's done in previous games. It's impossible to guard him. He's the fastest man uh, in the NFL, uh, essentially. You know, w- with some coordination. Uh, just he's amazing, and I think he should be the MVP. It's become a quarterback award, uh, but he has a great chance. Uh, if if not Tyree Kill or Brock Purdy, who would you throw in that mix, Hank? Uh, I would put CMC before I put Brock Purdy. Yeah. He's had an unreal year. He had that crazy um, streak that <clears throat> dated back to last season. Um, I don't know. It's been a real slow year. Like, Keenan Allen has had some really good games with really bad games. A.J. Brown, same thing. Um, quarterback play has been down this year. No one's really, like, performed well. Like, Mahomes, who's usually a, a lock for the top three, hasn't put up the stats. Same with Hurts. Josh Allen turns it up over too much. So honestly, in my eyes, I think it, it's a, in my opinion, it's a two-way race right now with Tyreek and CMC, but I think it's clearly Tyreek. Yeah, and I, I just can't remember back to previous years, but if we go through the teams in the NFL, I mean, it is a long list of teams that have started several different quarterbacks throughout the year. I mean, we're having changes all just left and right. Uh, the Steelers are about to start someone different. The Browns, it's it's been difficult injury-wise. The Colts, Gardner Minshew might be the best backup. I mean, I mean, he wins. And Shane Steichen has just been an excellent coach. Might win coach of the year because somehow the Colts are 7-5 and five and uh, have a playoff position at the moment. Uh, but adding on to the list, the Bengals, the Raiders, the Jets, the Titans, the Patriots, the AFC – Bouncing around, you you don't know who's going to start with some of these teams, especially the ones that, that have stunk. And the Falcons, Taylor Heineke was in there. Uh, the Vikings because of Cousins' injury. The Rams uh, because Stafford missed a couple of games. The Seahawks and Buccaneers have stayed strong. The Saints have been shaky. The Giants have been an absolute mess. Justin Fields goes down. So the Bears uh, have a different quarterback in. Sam Hell stayed strong. Kyler Murray's back, which has replaced Josh Dobbs, and he's now on the Vikings, and the Panthers have stuck with Bryce Young. But for some of these teams, it's just been a mess with QBs, and that dilutes uh, the product and the ability for someone to stand out. Um, and as lo- long as we talk about Brock Purdy with his supporting cast, we could uh, compare that to how well C.J. Stroud, ha- Stroud has performed with uh, a, basically a rookie cast. You could put Stroud up there. Uh, 100% too. I for, totally forgot about him. I think Stroud has uh, has made a case. So, it, it, I mean, we go week to week because if someone has a stinker game, three picks next week or throws the opposite, you know, five touchdowns and 400 yards, uh, we tend to give them the nod and focus on the, the recent game bias. Um, but I just – I think it's, it's phony if uh, Brock Purdy wins because he's on, he's on a super team. That roster is crazy. And it's for the, his story too, like last pick, and turned into MVP. That that really does uh, show. Yes, I I do agree with that. There is a narrative there, um, and his contract helps that he can't even make money right now because he was picked so late, which has allowed this team to just stock up on some absolute dogs uh, on both sides of the ball. 
So, I mean, yesterday, Eagles-Niners was the game to watch uh, this coming week. Uh, I mean, the Cowboys are always on TV, but this time it's for good reason. I mean, they've been good all year, but Cowboys-Eagles will be an exciting, uh, I mean, it will be a thriller. Thursday night with the Cowboys was a great game as well, and we'll just have to see it continue. Uh, but Jaguars, Bengals, to wrap up the NFL recap, uh, who do you got in a couple of hours, Hank? Oh, this one's Jags. Uh, they've been playing pretty well the last couple of weeks. Having Joe Burrow out sucks. Um, yeah, Jags, just the momentum. They're a better team. Yeah, uh, and Trevor Lawrence last two weeks has uh, you know, played really, really well, has had some rushing touchdowns, more of a threat. Uh, running the ball, and, yeah, the Jaguars uh, woke up a bit. You always have to have a, a crappy loss or get beat up, and the, the Niners punked them uh, in Florida, beating them 34-3 to after their bye. And so uh, they're, they're ready to go get those wrinkles out, and, and I, think, I think it's possible we see that with the Eagles is they can beat the Cowboys, obviously, and they just – Kind of got put back down to to the earth, got humbled a bit, and they can uh, hopefully stay healthy, get healthier, and strap up, learn from the loss, and then, well, beat the Niners when it counts in the playoffs. Uh, but it will definitely depend on where they are at seeding-wise uh, to make that higher chance of happening. The big deal now with the college football playoff, the committee, it came out quick. I I, for some reason, thought it was going to be more of a Sunday night thing. It was a Sunday afternoon, early morning, uh, and the committee gave it to uh, the nation straight. Michigan, Texas, Washington, and Alabama. I mean, Washington will be the home team against Texas. Technically, they'll be the two seed, but Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama. Florida State, not in there, and as far as I see it, if the Georgia Bulldog players uh, play in their bowl game, they will punk Florida State, and we'll see why they didn't deserve uh, to be in this uh, Final Four. Um, I, I think it was right. These are the best teams right now, hottest teams that have proven some things, and I would argue I could give you 8 to 12 college football teams that would beat Florida State right now. Uh, but... What do you think, Hank, about this result and what the committee decided to go with? I think ultimately they got it right, like you said. There's, you can't put Florida State in there. I know they deserve it, they're 13-0, but they're just going to get the break speed off of them. And I think, like you said, Georgia will beat them anyway. The one thing I've been thinking about this, that maybe Texas shouldn't have gotten it and you put Georgia in there. Like, Georgia hasn't lost a game in – they were what twenty nine game win streak was snapped, and yeah, it, it sucks that they lose the SEC championship game. Like that was a like heartbreaker for them. But I still think they're like one of the best four teams in the nation, no doubt. And I Texas kind of had a weaker schedule than all the other teams, besides like Michigan early on. Like their most of their games were pretty like easy teams, and they lost to o- Oklahoma. But but beat Alabama. That's true. The the win against Alabama was big. That was like week two. And I Oklahoma is not o, losing to Oklahoma is worse than Alabama losing to Texas. Do you, do you agree? 
I I don't know. It's it's hard to to decide if you care about you know things that happened at the end of November versus throughout the entire season. Um, but I think I think they they made a good decision because the rest of the world can handle Georgia not being in after they've been so dominant and seeing a, a newer face like Texas. I, I I agree though. Like they got they got it right. I probably. But I'll be honest though. I I could see everything happen. I could see Michael Penix and Washington light up and punk Texas, and I could see Texas's defense make it impossible for Washington to move the ball, and Quinn Ewers manages a game, and they beat Washington by 21. I could see Michigan beat Alabama 31-3, to and I could see Alabama because it's Bama and Nick Saban. I could see him beat Michigan 28-10. to So I, I could see anything happen, and I think – I, I, I like to be positive and just go with it. I, I think every game is going to be exciting and, and close, mm-hmm. and I believe every game will be a, a two-possession win or less. Uh, we're not going to have any Georgia TCU type of thing, and uh, at least for the semifinal portion of it last year was excellent. It was great. Uh, the championship game just wasn't awesome, uh, but the easy the easy blame is to just point the finger at Michigan for – not beating TCU because uh, they would have matched up better against Georgia. Uh, but also, we can also just think of that Georgia team was just God. Like, yeah. amazing. No, I mean, that team, like, half of them are on the Eagles now. Yeah. But, yeah, that, that that was one of, like, the most dominant football teams the whole year. But I think TCU's the reason that Florida State didn't make it. Just because everyone was like, oh, College football playoffs suck. It's the same thing every year. They get blown out. Well, I'm trying to think of of a good example, but and I think of I think of the 49ers last year against the Eagles without Brock Purdy. The roster is great, but they didn't have a healthy quarterback, and so the offense couldn't do anything. And I think that's Florida State's offense right now. Their their defense is still amazing. That Niners defense was great last year, and they're great this year. Yeah, uh, but the offense sucked because. Their number one and number two option at QB couldn't go. Uh, no one's shoulder, no one, you know, from their middle finger to their shoulder on their their right side of their body, it was not 100%. They couldn't even sling it, the ball. Uh, Brock Purdy had no power, and they were po- you, pointless offensively because of it. Your quarterback's the most important part. Like, I know, like, O-line is crazy important, like what's happening with the Jets this year. But... Like, you need someone to move the ball down the field. And I think that that's Florida State's problem. You could argue, oh, no, the backup will be will be fine by, you know, December 31st, which probably, but yeah. he's not Jordan Travis. And well, I just think once they play Georgia, everyone will be like, ah, it's probably a good thing we didn't put him in there. Yeah. And uh, the, the fun thing to speculate, though, is, oh, man, we just need the 12-team playoff. Uh, this would fix everything. <laughs> we but we, the same. We, we'd have the same conversation of, why did 12 get in and these guys were put as 13 and 14 and got absolutely snubbed? And I thought it'd be fun to, you know, play that game. Because at this moment, um, Penn State at, finishes, finished the year ranked 10th, then Ole Miss 11th, Oklahoma 12th, LSU 13th, and Arizona 14th. Um, so those teams wow. had two losses. Uh, LSU and Arizona had three um, so essentially they're great two lost teams. Um, but you would, I mean, 
you would go down the list. Obviously, Michigan, Washington, Texas, Alabama, they're in the four-team playoff. They'd be in the 12-team playoff. Florida State would go Georgia, Ohio State, Oregon. And maybe you would argue Missouri and Penn State go as well. Mm-hmm. But but you also could say, I mean, Penn State beat Iowa and lost to Michigan and Ohio State. So is that is that a, a better resume than LSU losing to Florida State, Ole Miss, and Alabama? Three great teams. Yeah, that are all in it. Um, and then you also have that the aspect of, I mean, hypothetically speaking, we're, you know, we're trying to make content here. We're not an almanac. But Jaden Daniels is going to win the Heisman. So don't we want him in the 12-team playoff? So we we put LSU. We give LSU the nod. But then there's, you know, the, 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 the little, you know, small group saying, hey, Liberty, we're, th- we're 13 and 0. You know, don't we get our our mid-major uh bid? You know, don't we get a sneak in and try to prove something? Well, and, how do they cuz you how do they like set it up? Cuz you it's like the if you win your conference you're in. Yeah, so the Power 5 winners uh would be in, uh, but so, that's going to be tweaked because the Pac-12 is no longer is so not. So. It's going to be just four. So I I think it it will be four, but essentially, if you make it to your conference championship game, you're in the playoffs. You'll be in the playoffs. But the Big Ten's a, a, maybe an asterisk because Iowa would not make it. Uh, but well, well who, and, and Oklahoma State wouldn't have made it. So I guess that's not entirely true. But in the case of the SEC and the Pac-12, it would have happened. Washington and Oregon, no matter what, would be in this 12 team. Alabama, Georgia would be in. Um, but you know, like like we're saying, we're creating a lot of you know unfixed ends and tangents because there would still be this fire at the bottom of who should be in at eleven, who should be in at twelve, and who gets chopped off and is under the red at thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen, and it's bound to happen, and it's it's going to be a bummer for fan bases next year, like it's a bummer right now for Florida State, um, because the one thing I do feel for them is. What what would we won every game? Like what do they we have to really do differently? Have done anything else? And someone could say, well, maybe beat Louisville by like forty. Yeah, and someone would say, well, you played North Alabama, uh, who is an FCS team. Jordan Travis didn't even need to play that game, uh, but I think that's unfair. One because of senior night, and two because it's a game, so yeah. you're gonna play. You're still a kid. You love playing, and so you wouldn't. No, you that's know, that's dumb. And, and no one likes negative energy. Like, oh well. What if what if he has a career-ending injury and we don't make the college football playoff? You don't you don't even want to think of stuff like that. And he got hurt, and it it just messed up their chances of being in the college football playoff. Honestly, um, so it is tough for them. Um, what will uh, be kind of a, a sucker punch to the committee though is the Florida State beats Georgia, uh, mm. which will be interesting to see what happens. You always get some uh, future first, second round NFL products that sit out of their bowl game, uh, especially if it's not part of the college football playoff. Uh, Bo Nix might even do that. Jaden Daniels could do that, as well as just great talented players on the other side of the ball uh, on Ohio State, Georgia, and Florida State. So that's something to note as well. But tough decision. I think the committee was all said and done, did it right, and... People are going to be mad every year. Yeah. And and it's tough because they were undefeated. 
because yeah. this, this one will be special, though. Like, people will talk about this for a while just because it's the last year with four teams as well. Because to every other team, you could say, well, especially if they beat Georgia. Oh, yeah, that will. To every other team, though, you'd say, well, just win your games. But you can't yeah. say that to Florida State. Um, win better. Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> but just, I don't know, tough blow for them. But honestly, we we see it as the right decision. It's better for the people, for the games. New York. So, food for thought. Um, but like we mentioned, this will be a discussion, uh, you know, next year as well as who were the last two in, 11-12, and who were the last two out. Uh, like a March Madness bracket, first four in, first four out. Um, not everyone can get in. So, <laughs> kind of a shocking result, but we'll have to see how it plays out. Um, I, I know Michigan, though, would have wanted to play Florida State. I'm sure oh, they were like, oh, no, Florida State should get in at the fourth seed. Did you see that um, video? Of the, uh, it was like all the Michigan players and the whole team, they were watching the, yeah. And they all were like, oh, when yeah. they showed Alabama. Like, they're, they're yeah. nervous. I think Bama's going to win it. Yeah. I told you that. I, I could see anything happen. The exciting thing, though, is we, we have a, a new face, not, not brand new, but Texas and Washington, uh, one of those teams will be in the championship game, which is exciting. Um, and we've had, we did have TCU, but as we know, it's been a lot of Georgia, Alabama, Clemson. And if you're from there, it's awesome. And if you're not, it's, eh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of red, a lot of red on these uh, good, uh, good college teams. But uh, not, not this year. We got, we got blue and gold, and purple, and that dirt orange, and that crimson and tide. That that crimson tide. So anything can happen. Uh, we will. Keep following that and also the, the bowl games before. It's fun to see kind of which teams care about bowl games, which coaches uh, care about bowl games. Uh, but last year we saw Tulane beat USC in a, in a fun game. Caleb Williams uh, played in, and Tulane still beat them. So check uh, check where your team's bowl is at. Utah got a, the, the Vegas Bowl against Northwestern, so that will be a close game uh, for them. Uh, so go pull up to that. Uh, but it is the most wonderful time of the year. Great things going on with sports, and we appreciate you for joining us on Win by Two. We'll be back next week uh, to talk more about Week 14 of the NFL.